Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Thursday after Liverpool 2, Wolverhampton Wanderers 0 in the Premier League at Anfield. A very nice, easy, straightforward win for the Reds. Liverpool lined up with Alisson in goal, a back four of Trent, Ibu, Virgil and Costa Simicus. A midfield three of Harvey Elliott, Fabinho and Stefan Besetic. And a front three of Mo Salah, Diogo Jota and Darwin Nunes. So big changes made from that poor performance away to Crystal Palace. And a big difference in the performance level. A big difference in terms of attitude, in terms of effort. We had a defence that after a couple of early little moments where they played themselves into a little bit of trouble, really locked on. And I thought both centre-backs came out of the game looking very good. Both full-backs had very good games. They were aided and abetted by a midfield that functioned very well. Now, I'm not a big fan of Harvey Elliott, the midfielder. I think he's a very talented player, but not a midfielder. But he really did put in a shift last night, as did Besetic. Both of them had good games. And as a result of both of them doing their work defensively and also obviously being very comfortable in possession, Fabinho wasn't having to carry anyone's water. And we had the best Fabinho performance since Man City at home in the Premier League, which is many months ago now. The front three were a little bit hit and miss. I thought Mo was a little bit frustrating at times. Just the final ball, the final decision wasn't quite there. Jota tried hard, but he's still very, very rusty. He did have a couple of good moments. Uh, Darwin had a couple of really impressive moments and played a couple of really nice passes. Set up one great chance for Harvey with a lovely chest down. Had a goal disallowed, which was one of many poor decisions made on the night by Paul Tierney. We went one up through Virgil. Just four minutes after Darwin's goal was disallowed. It's a Trent free kick. It's whipped in. Perfect ball. Virgil rises highest. It comes off his shoulder, hits the post. Jota's the first one to it, and he just slings it back across the face of goal. And Virgil heads it home. Really, really good reactions from Jota. Really good finish from the big fella. And then a couple of minutes later, it is two. Mo Salah with the goal. It's a really good ball from Allison to Costas. He lays it down for Gakbo, who gives it straight back to him around the corner, sets him through. This is really high-level play from Costas because... If this was Robbo, Robbo just either lashes it across the face of goal or shoots or does something silly. 
because Robbo's just not in good form at the moment in terms of his decision-making. But Costas does really well here. He holds the ball and holds it and holds it and delays the decision until it becomes obvious what the decision is. And then it's just a matter of hitting Mo with his cross. He doesn't need to place it to him. He just needs to hit him and let Mo redeflect it into goal. And that's exactly what happens. And we are two up. And that's game over. Klopp makes a couple of changes, which ruin any momentum we had. But we saw the game out. Uh, No real scares at any point in this game. Pedence put in one good ball late on, but Virgil dealt with it very well. Other than that, there was a Jimenez half chance in the first half that, again, Virgil came across and put in a great block on. We were just much, much more solid. Much, much more solid. More purposeful, we had an an attitude last night where we wanted to win a game of football and we had 11 lads on the pitch with that shared mindset. We're going to win this game of football. And they did. And every one of them, despite some not playing up to the level that we know they can, every one of them contributed to that through work rate, through determination, through pressing, through chasing lost causes, through some really good defensive work, whatever it is, every one of them contributed last night. And that was good to see because it's been a while. Uh, This was more like the Liverpool team that we'd gotten used to. Now, we know we have a huge game on Sunday uh, at home to Manchester United. And... I would suggest the only change that should be made is Cody Gakpo in for Diogo Jota and leave the rest the same. I think that's the midfield until Thiago comes back. That's got to be the midfield. Harvey, as I said, I I don't like him in midfield, but when you put him in with two holding midfielders in Fab and Stefan and allow them to set the platform, it means that he only really needs to work that channel in front of Trent defensively. He doesn't have to go anywhere else. They'll take care of the rest of the field. It was it was similar to watching Fab and Ginny. Not to that same level. Stefan's not there. He's a long way from there, but he shows all the right attributes that he could long-term be a really nice fit in that left-sided eight role. All things considered, I, I was really happy with the midfield last night. Like, Stefan gets an early yellow card, doesn't phase him, doesn't make him hold back, doesn't pull out of a single challenge. He's still all over the pitch, trying to win the ball back, trying to do all the right things. His passing was a little bit ropey at stages, but that's fine. He, not going to worry too much about that. As long as he's doing his work defensively, as long as he's not hurting us and as long as he's protecting that back line and allowing the fullbacks to get forward. That's all I look for from him. At this point in his career, that's all I care about. And like I said, it was the best performance we've seen from Fab in many months. Uh, Fabinho was also booked, and we have to talk about Paul Tierney. We we talked about it on Raw last night, but I've woken up today and I'm, I'm annoyed at the Paul Tierney performance Um, And it was a performance. It was a performance in which he made it about himself. A performance in which he wanted to be the main character. 
the Stefan yellow card is really early in the game. There's no reason to give a yellow card at that stage for that foul. It is a yellow card foul later in the game. I could see a yellow card if it had been 40 to 50 yards further up the pitch. It's on the edge of their box. It's early in the game. Understand the game state and manage the game from there as a referee. This was a poor yellow card. The Fabinho one was laughable. Fabinho was the one who got fouled in that interaction. Lamina has has an awful touch, flings himself recklessly into Fabinho, who does nothing other than play the ball. And because his foot needs to go somewhere, and because Lamina has flung himself recklessly into it, his foot comes down on Lamina. It's a foul by Lamina. It's a yellow card for Lamina. But Paul Tierney gets it so, so wrong. We saw a bunch of different things that he just got wrong. Like, there's a foul on Ibu after he clears the ball, which isn't given. But then Jota is blown for the exact same thing 20 seconds later than the other end of the pitch. He's a little bit late on Kilman. But we should have had a free kick. The goal that was disallowed, Jota bursts into the box with the ball at his feet, loses the ball. Semedo gets between Jota and the ball and puts his shoulder into him and knocks him off balance, which causes Jota to catch Kilman. Jota does catch Kilman because of Semedo pushing him in that direction. That's not a foul on Kilman because the action has been caused by his own player. I think that goal should have stood. Kilman had lost control of the ball anyway. I think that goal should have stood. I think we should have won 3-0. I thought we deserved to win 3-0 last night. I thought that was a fair reflection on the the difference between the two teams. Um, Paul Tierney wasn't the only one. The thing is with Paul Tierney as well is he he gives the goal. The VAR, clearly afraid of Tierney for whatever reason, tells him to go and look at it. If you think it's a foul... And you think it needs to be overturned, just overturn it. This nonsense of sending them to the screen needs to stop. But Tierney goes, looks at it on the screen, and then comes back and waits until he knows that the crowd of players has cleared and that he's front and centre on the shot. And he disallows it. He's a prick. He looks like a prick as well. Um, Stephen Warnock is also a prick. Uh, this is a former Liverpool Academy graduate. This is someone that played, I think, 67 games for us over his tenure at the club. Now, he's best known for, you know, Blackburn and Villa and whatever else he did after that and played for a bunch of clubs. But he could not have been any more biased against Liverpool last night if he tried. It was absolutely shocking. And it's not just that he was biased against Liverpool. The the game he was commentating on wasn't the game that was being played. He consistently criticised Simica's first half. He announced when Adama Traore came on at half-time that Simicus having a bad half was probably one of the reasons Adama came on. And then Costas put Adama in his pocket and set up the second goal. And he didn't have a word to say. Not one word to say about how good Costas had been in that second half. 
Um, he accused Stefan Basetic of faking an injury uh, after he was clearly caught late high on the foot. He he announced that Ray Agnuri was poor defensively when he came on, and then Agnuri had a really good defensive game because that's generally what he tends to do. Um, just an incredible. He was so far up Craig Dawson's arse, I was tempted to call in a search party. It was embarrassing. Now, Craig Dawson had a good game because we allowed him to have a good game. We made it very simple for him to have a good game. Craig Dawson's a yard dog. He's a bang average yard dog who's been a bang average yard dog his entire career. And we need to be better at punishing players like that who are well below the standard required or what should be the standard required in 22-23. At one point, he tried to credit Craig Dawson with Max Kilman's goal-saving challenge on Diogo Jota. Uh, He did not have anything to say about Craig Dawson playing Virgil onside for our first goal, though. Um, So there was that as well. But he was just insufferable the entire game. I, I, I... Whoever is running Peacock, the football side of Peacock, has has major questions to answer. Uh, Number one, are they deaf? Do they not hear the drivel that comes out of his mouth in a monotone? Number two, do they just dislike the US audience? Is that what this is? Are they trying to punish the good citizens of America by subjecting them to Stephen Warnock? You'd rather have Neil Warnock. You'd rather have Neil Warnock on. At least he might say something funny. This guy is awful. Absolutely awful. That's all I have on yesterday's game. Happy with the win. Happy with the performance. Happy with the attitude. All good. Uh, Determined Liverpool on a bit of a roll. It's three wins and a draw from our last four games, which is 10 points, which is pretty good. It's also four straight clean sheets, which is also pretty good. Now, obviously, you take into account the caliber of opposition. But all things considered, it's an improvement. It's an improvement on the dross we had seen before that. We've now won as many games as we've lost since the World Cup break. So I'll take that. Uh, Here we go. Some player ratings of this is Anfield. Uh, James Knowlton. I will send you abusive messages if these aren't good. Uh, Allison six. I think that's fair. He'd nothing really to do. I think he had one save and it was a fairly routine save. Uh, Trent seven. Fair. Ibu eight. Virgil nine, man of the match. That's fair. Costas eight. Fab seven. Harvey seven. Stefan seven. Mo seven. Uh, Jota seven is, is, is generous, but he did work very hard. And Darwin 7. I think that's fair enough. He's given Henderson a 6. <laughs> for for a comedy cameo. Where he was out of position almost the entire time. And twice played his teammates into trouble. Once of which caused Harvey Elliott to have to commit a foul. Uh, Gakbo 7. That's fine. Uh, Milner and, and Bobby weren't on for long enough to warrant any kind of any kind of rating. Luis, Luis Diaz's brother misses crucial penalty before brawl in Liverpool Youth Cup win. I'm always on board with a brawl. Um, 
I had no idea Luis Diaz's brother was playing for our... No, he's playing for them, I assume. Okay, so we drew 1-1 with Portos on the 19s. Someone called Morales scored a penalty for them on eight minutes and Fraundorf scored for us on 54. On 90... Oh, yeah, he plays for Porto. Interesting. I wonder will we try and nick him and get him over to keep Luis happy. Uh, ben Doak missed the penalty for us. Diaz had the last penalty and could have scored to put them through, but he missed. And uh, we ended up scraping through on penalties. Ben Doak ended up with a busted lip. Huh. Not ideal, but I'm always on I'm always on board with a bit of a brawl. Show show you want it, son. That's all I want to see. Uh Costa Simicus dedicates win to people of Greece in emotional tribute. Anfield proved a point. The crowd in the second half yesterday was significantly better. Than in the first half. Uh, 20 goals for Mo Salah on the season. That's 20 in every season he's been a red. uh, Which is very, very impressive. Especially considering like he is having a down year by his own standards. But they're by his standards. By anyone else's standards, he's having a good season. 176 goals since joining. 176 goals. That fella has paid back his transfer fee time and time again. What a player. What an unbelievable player. Uh, These are the average player ratings. So on the average player ratings... Uh, Allison 7, Trent 7.2, Kanate 7.2, Virgil 8.2, Costa 7.7, Fabinho 7.1, Elliot 7, Besetic uh, 6.8, because Sofa Score, which is a, a sack of shit, gave him 6.3, probably because he got booked. Um, Salah 7.2, Nunes 7.2, Jota 7.1. Yeah, Virgil was Virgil was unbelievably good last night. Um, looked more like the Virgil of old. I think he enjoys having that armband. Uh, that's all we've got on This Is Anfield on Liverpool.com. Liverpool handed ideal $32 million transfer chance as move for Jurgen Klopp man completely ruled out. That's the media digest. We'll dig in here and see what they've got to dismiss. Uh, midfield price tag slashed. Reports from Germany are that Borussia Mönchengladbach have cut their asking price on Manu Kone from 40 million to about 27 million. If that's true, we need to be all over that. We need to have that deal done ASAP. He is ideal for our rebuild in midfield, especially at that price. That makes him the bargain one. And you should still be able to go and buy three more. 
Now, Jude is obviously going to eat up an awful lot of the, the budget. And I, I, I just can't get on board with the idea of spending 100 and, 120, 130, 140 million on a 20-year-old midfielder. I just can't get on board with it. Not when, like, it'd be different if we only needed him. If we only needed him, I'd 100% be on board. But because we need so much in midfield, that's just where my concern is. He's such a good player, but that price is is really, really high. Uh, Arthur Mello transfer has been completely ruled out. We knew from the minute we signed him, we weren't going to, we weren't going to do that. Um... There's also reports going around about Ryan Gravenberch and the possibility that we might uh, make a move for him in the summer. We were interested before he went to Bayern and nothing came of it. Again, like if you can get him cheap, if you get him and Kone cheap, Let's say you pay thirty million for both of them, so sixty million, and then let's say you you can go and get someone like Ugart to come in and play the six. Then you have the money for Jude. It's still two twenty to fix it. That's at Jude at one hundred and twenty, but then it's then it's fair enough if you if you can get other bargains, like if you can get Gravenberch below what his potential value is and get Kone below what his value should be and get Ugart at a good price, then I'm a hundred percent that's fine. Then you go and you spend what you what you need on Jude. As long as it's not stopping you getting the others in that you need. And then you add you add those four to Thiago and Stefan and maybe Fab. Maybe Fab. If he can play like he did last night, then you're in good nick. Then you're in really good, Nick. You could loan out Stefan next season for the experience, then sell Fab the following summer. And then you could move things around in defense to afford the, the centre-back rebuild. Liverpool reminded of Harvey Elliott conundrum as baffling Fabinho decision can't mask revival. I assume the baffling decision is the yellow card. Um, there's a few other bits there on liverpool.com including a piece on Barella uh, Liverpool has fostered Steven Gerrard trend a 60 million investment set to pay off when you wonder kid I assume this is uh, Ben Doak uh, four things spotted in Liverpool versus Wolves uh, Mohamed Salah helps end 14-game horror run. Liverpool interested in Roberto Firmino Air, but must beat Borussia Dortmund. Daichi Kamada, I really like Daichi as a player, but we don't have any need for him. We've got Darwin, Jota and Gakpo, who can all play as the nine. We don't use a 10. And I don't think he's... Uh, he can play as an eight, I don't think he could play as an aid for us. Yeah, that'll do for today. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a pleasant day. 
See you then. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.